0: This is War Vessel Radio, standing firm upon the truth of Jesus Christ and speaking triumphantly from the Word of God, boldly living from a position in Christ and decreasing so that Jesus will increase, proclaiming to the world the gospel of Jesus Christ and a hope and a future found in Him. Hello everyone, welcome to the War Vessel Radio podcast. We're in episode 44. And I think this is going to be the final installment of the War Vessel series, and this idea of what I consider it to be, or what I have envisioned for the idea or the concept of War Vessel. And I think this will be something that just develops more and more and becomes fuller and fuller through the years, or as the years go by, and as this, uh, become strengthened in my mind but I am so blessed by how the Lord has already been laying the foundation for what this idea it looks like and um, I hope it's been something that's encouraging to you guys something an idea that has made sense and is able to be uh, readily used by your own minds and an image of whether it be that of a, a warrior or Uh, a vessel like a mug or a cup or the combination which is what I'm going for Um, I hope that however this image of the war vessel looks to you is something that you've been able to latch on and that drives you closer to Jesus um, and just grows a desire to be in intimacy with him in relationship with him so I I started off this series in 2 Timothy, and we've kind of bounced around through Scripture. Last week, I talked about uh, David and Goliath and uh, prevailing over prevailing over the defiant, um, and this idea of being of boldly going against an enemy that seems large and looming, and choosing to take a stand and to have stock in the promises of God and the truth of God and to come in the name of God, in the power and the authority of Jesus Christ and to stand against the enemy that is defying what could be the work of Jesus Christ in our lives. And I say what could be, I mean he is standing in, Jesus wants us to move into the territory that the enemy is trying to keep us from. And there's territories in each of our lives that the enemy does not want us to go into, does not want us to take hold of, um, to gain ground in, that Jesus does. And so the enemy is going to taunt and defy and seek to belittle and discourage your attempts to journey into that territory that Christ wants you to take. And if you do that in your own strength, you will be defeated by the giant. So it's not just something that you can muster up and say, giant, I need to go take you out, and then you have to go do that of your own strength. It's very much by Jesus and being submitted to his calling, that he's called you to that land, and he's going to give it to you, no matter how looming the disaster is, or the problem, or the difficulty, or the confusion, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Jesus is going to allow a stone to smack that giant in the forehead and he's going to fall crashing down and then his sword will cut off his own head and so I jumped around to that and I kind of am blending some of what I touched on in la- the last episode with this episode um, so like I said I started in Second Timothy and I've been building up to this particular or I've mentioned it a few times and read through it a couple times, but this has kind of been my ending um, passage for this series. And it's 2 Timothy 4, 6-8. to And this is Paul speaking, and he's telling Timothy that he's basically he's come to the end of his ministry, uh, that his time is at hand, his departure is at hand, He's fought the good fight and finished the race. And so anyway, let me just read this and then I can discuss it and we'll see how the Holy Spirit decides to lead from there. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to be only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. And so, earlier on in this uh, series, I talked about being poured out as a drink offering, which is what first caught drew my attention to this particular passage of Paul. Is that Paul is saying his life is being poured out as a drink offering, his his physical life is going to be is going to be departing from this ministry that of the earth that he has been given to steward. And he's kind of passing this baton on to Timothy. Um, in the first part of chapter four, he says, "I charge you talking to Timothy, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and at his kingdom. Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry." And then Paul immediately goes into this, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering and the time of my departure is at hand. And it's kind of beautiful what Paul is setting up here is you see this emerging of Timothy's ministry uh, or the, the enlargement and the exhortation to continue down this road of ministry. While Paul's ministry that was huge and just advanced through the nations and through the peoples of this time through his faithfulness to preach the gospel and to know Christ and only Christ and him crucified that was his his dying call that he his dying call I don't know if that's what I wanted to say that was his that was his every breath was that message and so he realizes that his ministry is now moving on, and but he's looking at Timothy and saying, "Your ministry is going to continue. Make it robust. Be dedicated to it. Convince, rebuke, exhort. Um, be watchful, and stand for the Lord Jesus Christ." And so that just that you know the first five verses of chapter four are a great ex- ex- exhortation. Not only to Timothy, who Paul was writing to, but also to us who are looking to become war vessels. It's a great, um, this is our ministry. This is what we've been called to do, which for each one of us is to be bearers of the gospel and to, to deliver the word of the gospel to others. It's not, it doesn't have to be through a podcast uh, or through, um, writing a gospel book or or something grand, some grand ministry idea. But in reality, the profoundness of the gospel is delivered through mouth to mouth, uh, speaking with one another, and by uh, just dwelling with others and allowing the word and the witness to flow forth from your life that is dwelling and abiding in Jesus Christ. And so Paul exhorts Timothy in that area, and that is the same, everything that Paul exhorts Timothy and we are to have in a, the exhortation towards us as well. So moving on. So Paul is being poured out, and if we're looking at this idea of war vessel, and that we are being filled, and we are to be poured out, there will come a time where our life on this earth, our ministry that God has given us is going to come to an end and we're going to be poured out as a final offering to the Lord for Jesus Christ. It may not look like how Paul was poured out in martyrdom, but there will come a time when our last breath is to be poured out before Jesus and our all is given and the summation of what we've done with our lives on earth is is now at hand. And so, what does Paul say about this, about himself? I have fought the good fight. I finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Paul Understood that he had served Jesus well. And I think that's something, that's the knowledge I want to have when I reach my departure, the pouring out of my life, recognizing my time is at hand, to know I have fought the good fight, that I have finished the race faithfully and well, and I have kept the faith of Jesus Christ alive and breathing in my life through his grace through his mercy and through his love and through an intimate relationship with him. And Paul knew he had those things. And he he even had confidence past that and knowing that there was a crown of righteousness laid up for him that the Lord Jesus was going to give to him. And that is super exciting to me. Last week, I talked a little bit about this idea of the mighty men. And it is uh, a vision of mine and I guess this could even be a part of the war vessel idea for men and women of the church to rise up and be mighty in the work of Jesus Christ in the love of Jesus Christ in their relationships in their relationship to Jesus and to the relationship with others with their uh, friends family wives children that we would be the mighty ones in Christianity, again, that once were, uh, as Eric would say, of the days of old, the the men and women, the Christians of of the old church, of the beginning church, um, that there was this strength there. And not only just in the church, but also through all of the Old Testament, there are men and women that were mighty for the work of the Lord and zealous. And Paul though we wouldn't think of it necessarily in calling him a mighty man. Paul was a mighty man. Timothy was a mighty man. Jesus was a mighty man and is a mighty man. And we have all been called to be mighty men and women as well in Christ. And I think one of the things that whenever I read about the mighty men in Scripture, and I believe I talked about this a little bit last week, is they were dedicated to the king of Israel um, to David, to Solomon, they, their allegiance was given to the anointed of the Lord and they served that king well and faithfully and they did not turn to the left or to the right to betray their king but they, they lived to serve him and they were bold and strong and had great feats because they were faithful to the king, but they were also faithful to what the Lord said. Just like David and standing up against Goliath, these mighty men had confidence in the spirit of God, and that moved through them to do mighty works of war and battle and just feats in general. And we are called by Christ maybe not to physically do war, or battle in the sense that the mighty men, uh, as we traditionally think of them, were, but we are to have that same vigor, that same intensity and zeal, and uh, I can't think of who it says, but zeal for zeal for thy house has consumed me. Or we are to have that idea that for Jesus we are to be consumed; our lives are to be consumed with the. Serving of Jesus Christ, and that we would fight the good fight spiritually in our lives, that we would not bow the knee to the enemy or or just succumb and try to live in a life of ease because it's comfortable and we're uninterrupted. That is not what the mighty faith is, what the mighty men and the mighty women, women of God are called to. and I believe the Lord, desires to pour out greatly his spirit upon the men and women who choose to believe in his word, who choose to love Jesus, to want an intimate relationship with him, to gnosco him, and who desire to keep the faith, to finish the race well, and to fight the good fight. I believe beyond a shadow of doubt, Jesus Christ desires to deeply pour his spirit into us who want that. And that there will be an outpouring in this generation upon the men and women who are ready to do the bidding of the Lord Jesus, who are ready to serve him well, just as the mighty men, whenever the king would ask them to do something, they were obedient, they were zealous, they were ready to go rocking and rolling. I would be, I'm excited to see the Church of Jesus Christ have that fire, to have that passion, and to be like Paul and to have a ministry of their own that is powerful. Maybe not as grand and as large as Paul or as some other ministers or people who God greatly used, but to be greatly used in the way that each one of us has been uniquely called by Jesus Christ to do. And to st- the lowly things of even sharing the gospel are the things that are going to be exalted by by Jesus. And don't... I know I can get this way. Let's not become lost in what great ministry we need to have or, or this whatever... Um, but let's grasp our own weakness and bring that before Jesus and allow him to be mighty through us and through our situations and through where we're at and allow him in the environment we're in create a space for the gospel to flow from us and would we just be surrendered and willing to allow that to happen, to be the mouth of Jesus Christ, to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ, the eyes and the ears And to be a war vessel, to be a worthy vessel, a vessel of honor for his glory, to be used however he chooses. And that is my prayer for all of anyone who's choosing to be a believer of Christ, who is a believer of Jesus Christ, that we would get this concept of being a vessel for Jesus. So, Man, I am, I know this is just, this is a huge uh, topic that could go in a million different directions, what it means to be a servant of Jesus Christ, a vessel, a, a good soldier, a good runner of the endurance of keeping the faith. It's gigantic and it's, it's stirring to me to talk about this stuff and to be digging into Jesus. And I think I don't I don't even need to think this, I guess. I've come to know that just Jesus is all that's needed, simplicity in Christ and trusting him in faith and reading his word and simply claiming what he said. It has done wonders in my own spiritual walk. And it also has shown me how much more there is to grow in and how deep and how wonderful the love of Christ and the grace I'm given each day because I am not the vessel that I want to be. I don't feel like I'm a vessel of honor. Yet Jesus knows that and he is constantly willing to, to meet me where i'm at and to be changing me and to conforming me to him his image and he desires to do that with all of us if we're just broken and contrite before him and are ready to be available and just have a predecided yes and say lord here i am take me and do with me whatever you will my life is before you it's yours god and to do that on a daily moment by moment basis is all he requires is just Jesus, 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 I need you. And that our eyes would be fixed upon him. And if we just have our eyes fixed upon him, we will have done what Paul did in fighting the good fight and finishing the race and of keeping the faith when our time to be poured out has come. If we keep our eyes upon Jesus, our life, as we keep our eyes upon Jesus, will be melded to the life of Jesus Christ. And our focus will go straight to Jesus. And therefore our life will be straight as Jesus is straight. And that is just amazing to me that when we keep, if it's when we turn our eyes away that we begin to get lost in this world. And that it feels like a struggle to, to grow and to even read our Bibles or pray or do any of this. But when we return our focus just to Jesus, he has said his burden is easy and his yoke is light. And just entering into that with him, into that relationship, is, is a great lightness even amongst difficulties and trials. The simplicity of Christ and keeping our eyes upon him is all that matters. And we will be war vessels for him if we have that mindset. So, I hope this felt kind of like a hodgepodge episode, but it's exciting to me when there's stuff all over the place and the Lord just brings stuff from everywhere. So I hope this has been uh, encouraging to you that there was truth spoken um, and that the Lord is working in your lives and just in each of you creating the ministry, however big or however small that he desires to use for his glory. So I'm praying for you guys. I hope that you are all doing well and enjoying our deep and intimate relationship with Jesus Christ and are being refreshed daily in the spirit. And if not, that's okay too. I've been there I am there sometimes, and so just know I'm praying for you all. In whatever way of life you are, wherever you're, you're at, keep your eyes upon Jesus. Thank you so much for listening through this series. Um, I don't know exactly what I'm going to go do next, but praying for the Lord's will to reveal to me what the next episode series or or just episodes in general will be upon. So take care, guys thank you for listening to war vessel radio if you enjoyed this podcast please follow and share this podcast with others so the truth of jesus christ will continue to spread thanks again for listening and may the love joy peace and grace of jesus fill you today